We're on the 5th of October, and one of the real special events that goes on in Northeast Connecticut in the last Green Valley every year at this time is Walktober. Some of the events have already passed. Some have been rained out, but there's a lot more to come. It takes two people to tell this story. Chief Ranger Bill Reed is joined by Assistant Director of the Last Green Valley, Fran Kafalis. Good morning, gang. Good to hear from you again this year about Walktober. And Chief Ranger Bill, let's start the program by explaining to the people who don't know, what is Walktober? Well, I tell you, Wayne, it's great to talk to you again. Uh, thanks for having us both. Walktober has, uh, is just about the most fun thing to do anywhere during the glorious month of October. And actually, it starts in later September and goes into early November. We've been doing it for over 30 years, and it's all about getting out and enjoying so much that we have here uh, in the National Heritage Corridor, the 35-town National Heritage Corridor, the last Green Valley. Um, it's really about the partner organizations and members and rangers that put together free guided walks, hikes, programs, experiences. If you're interested in history, if you're interested in just getting out on a trail, if you're interested in our land trust, I mean, it is, it is just so many things. Um, and if you don't know about it, you got to check it out. You go on our website and check it out or get your hands on the guide, um, I mean, it's it's it is a fantastic program during a beautiful time of year. And there's about 200 plus walks, including quite a few around here. In fact, 15 in Mansfield, 10 in Wyndham. We'll identify the other towns coming up later on today. Fran, of all these events that go on, are there particular kinds? Bill gave a few categories there. Which are the ones that you like to do the best? Well, you know, Wayne, I love the fact that so many of our walks combine, you know, the history and culture of the area with the natural landscape, and we've got so many of those going on. Um, you know, the Eastern Railroad Museum right there in, in Willimantic, it does a ton of things like that, and, and those are, are added to our online guide this year that you won't see them in the printed guide. Um, but they do things like the railroad lore along the airline trail, which, as, as many people may or may not realize, was a railroad line at, at, when it first began and now is an incredible walking trail that covers, you know, slices through the last Green Valley. So those are, are really some of my favorite events. But I, I can't lie, I do enjoy a good corn maze, a harvest festival, and, of course, the Scottish Highland Festival in Scotland, Connecticut, which is coming up this weekend, too. Those, those are all, like, just super fun events. You mentioned the website, and that's a very important factor in this because sometimes there are changes, sometimes there are additions, sometimes uh, one of the walks gets canceled because of the nice weather we've had over the last couple of days. So just talk about the value of the website. And, by the way, Fran, what is the website? Sure. If you just go to thelastgreenvalley.org, you'll find uh, a couple of different ways to get to the Walktober calendar. Um, but the best and easiest way is to just go to the What's Going On menu, and you'll scroll down, and you'll find Walktober, uh, and then the calendar menu is hanging right off of that. And uh, we actually, as everybody knows, we a lot of things got rained out last week. Many of them moved to this weekend. And so that's your way to find out what's really going to be, you know, all the offerings that are happening this Saturday. And we did have, you know, unfortunately, we have to print the guide early enough that sometimes walk leaders haven't figured out all of the details. And so we do have about 15 to 
maybe almost 20 walks that were added after the guide got printed. So, Bill, here we are on October the 5th, and in the pre-printed guide that Fran just referred to, it's a 41-page guide with a whole bunch of events on every one of the pages. And I just looked last night, and you're already up to page 19 in this on October the 5th. But while there's been a lot of things that have been going on already, there's plenty more to do. And one thing I noticed is that Norwich, Norwich is just loaded with things to do. They've got 35 different events. Why is Norwich so big in this thing? You know, Norwich has been the biggest uh, contributor to Walktober for the last five years. Um, and that's about the time that they made a concerted effort to get together and really shine during Walktober. And, and they do. They do year after year. And they, they offer some tried and true uh, walks, like their Benedict Arnold walk and their Uncas Leap walk. And then they, you know, they add new things every year. And it, it's really incredible um, how they just continue to, uh, you know, want to shine as a city during October. The Norwich Historical Society does an incredible job of bringing together all of its partners and other community leaders um, to do that. And it's, it's not just history. It's behind-the-scenes tours of you know, from Norwich Public Utilities, it's behind the scene tours of City Hall, which is is the two best the two best city halls in all of Connecticut are probably in Willimantic and Norwich, and you get a behind the scenes tour right there of of Norwich City Hall as part of Walktober and stuff like that. It's just incredible the effort that they put in, and communities like like Willimantic and Mansfield are are looking at it and going, you know what, we we can do that. And, and and we're seeing those walks increase, too. It really gives these, you know, all of our towns an opportunity to shine in a whole new way. Bill, is it a coincidence that it happens to be Walktober and not Walk January or Walk June? This is the best time of the year for stuff like this, isn't it? Well, I mean, I think if, if you were to ask uh, anybody that lives in New England, uh, what's your favorite month? Uh, they will probably say October. They may say June or they may say both uh, October and June. And the reason is this is when our foliage uh, it just turns this glorious colors of yellow, orange, red, and boy, you name it. And and the rainbow is is shining across all of the, the, the hills, you know, and we have predominantly leaf-bearing deciduous trees in southern New England, and we've got lots of maples and lots of oaks and hickory and, and all that, and it brings a, people from all over the world into our region to see this glorious spectacle. And we've got those beautiful, sunny, crisp, you know, autumn mornings, uh, beautiful days, no mosquitoes to speak of typically, <laughs> and just um, the sights and sounds of, of New England just really shine in October. And um, so we started this program, you know, many years ago, as, as you might recall, Walking Weekend. And it was typically around this coming weekend, around the holiday weekend. And then, you know, well, sometimes it rained, you know, that weekend. So we then expanded it to Walking Weekends. And after a few years of that, I'll never forget um, our former executive director, Charlene Perkins Cutler, said, Ah, geez, let's just take over the entire month and call it Walktober. <laughs> and uh, that's what we've been doing now for, for several years. And uh, the proof is in the pudding, Wayne. Look at the number of walks. Look at the number of partners. This is truly one of the, one of the most exciting and fun uh, opportunities for people that live in this region 
or travel here to experience all we've got during the month of October. They're not all walks. In fact, the schedule says that today, between 10 and 1, there's a Quinnebog River paddle that uh, goes up into Holland, Massachusetts. You were going to be doing that, I think, Bill, and uh, now that one is uh, on the postponed list. You're going to make that one up? <laughs> yeah, what, you know, I keep a really close watch on the weather when I know I'm going to be on the water um, with, with people in kayaks. That's a really nice stretch of the Quinnebog, and it's a family-friendly stretch, uh, not a lot of moving water. But when I see forecasts for winds, you know, as a weather change occurs later today, I really felt that, okay, it's going to be wet. It's not going to be fun, so let's, let's, let's postpone it. So I'm going to do it on Friday morning, um, and um, the people that uh, signed up for it, some of them are going to come on Friday. Uh, if folks are interested in that, just shoot me an email, get in touch, because I want to make sure that I've got everybody on the list that might be interested in that. Yeah, and also the wind that would have been the last couple of days, uh, that makes it for uncomfortable kayaking. Fran, do you have an approximation or maybe an exact number of how many people take part in Walktober every year? So, Wayne, we um, in 2019, we had counted uh, over 96,000 people. And uh, last year, um, we, we, got, we were bumping back up. You know, obviously COVID changed some things. We had fewer walks the last two years, but last year we had uh, over, uh, over 65,000 people. So we're hoping this year we're, we're back up to where, where we were in 2019. Of course, the weather can play a role in that as well, but those are very, very impressive numbers. Bill, uh, tell me about Mr. Walktober. <laughs> well, it's something that we've been doing for several years, and we love to celebrate our partners that uh, do so much for us and do so much for, for the area that we live in. Um, and Andy Resnikevich has been just uh, a stalwart when it comes to doing programs. Of course, people know him because of his role with um, Connecticut Audubon. He also uh, is a land steward for Wyndham Land Trust. And uh, he has just done some fascinating, wonderful programs. And I have been introduced to special locations, um, not just birds, but just beautiful locations on walks that I've done with, An with Andy. And so we're really happy to, to make him Mr. Walktober this year. Uh, we've had Ms. Walktober and we've had organizations that are, uh, you know, Corps of Engineer properties and, and uh, the Norwich Historical Society. And, of course, our own Bev York was the first one so many years ago. Um, but anyway, that's why we do it. Uh, it really helps to celebrate those that uh, give so much to us during this, this great program. We've had Andy as a studio guest here talking about nature, nature walks, and I met him during Walktober when he was doing a bird walk on the airline trail in Lebanon, and he was amazing, picking out all these birds that I don't even know are up in the trees, and he not only knows where they are, but what they are, and that's the only time in my life in the wild I've seen a rose-breasted grosbeak. He knew how to attract it and how to find it as well. Andy Resnikevich does a great job as he's the land manager at Connecticut Audubon Center in Pomfret. I got an email question from one of your biggest fans, and that would be Ann. She says, what is the most unusual thing you've ever seen or experienced in the woods or waters of the last Green Valley? It could be during Walktober or any time of the year. Fran, thoughts about that? Um, well, I don't know. There, there are so many things. Bill's going to have much better stories than I do, but I can tell you on our... Um, 
our, so the thing that stands out and jumps out in my mind is uh, on our we do we do hikes uh, or outdoor adventures on all of the equinoxes and solstices, and this year on the vernal equinox hike we were up at uh, Bigelow Hollow, and there was this racket and it it. it <laughs> Wayne, this is like the, the Frogs of Wyndham story. Um, there was this racket, and we, we finally found where the racket was coming from. It was a vernal pool filled with frogs that I, we, you could hear them, I, I want to say, from miles away. And it was just, it was just the most incredible thing. Um, and I, certainly, I had never experienced anything like it, but having heard the Frogs of, Willimannic, of Wyndham story over and over again, I thought to myself, now I get it. <laughs> that's a fantastic answer. And you didn't know that question was coming. So that's even better for that. Bill, you got your version of it? Well, you know, I, I would I would probably uh, say that that was a, a real fun thing. They were, they were wood frogs. And Fran got a lot of great films of it. And in fact, uh, when you go to uh, the Last Green Valley Facebook page, it's the most commented on uh, thing on our Facebook page when we discovered those all those frogs and there was ice on the water that was so amazing there was still ice that they were all these all these tadpoles were squir- squirreling around them. I will say that it was I, I will tell you uh, uh, it was several years ago and I was hiking along the uh, Nipmuc Trail and I was going along the Fenton River and I was approaching the Gurleyville Gristmill now, that's one of the great Walktober programs this year uh, with uh, Joshua's Trust is up at the Gurleyville Grist Mill. And um, I stopped to take some water, have a snack, and I heard the sound above me. And I looked up, and there was an osprey about 10 feet above me in the tree. I didn't even know it. I just sat down, and there it was. And it made this sort of the sound, and I looked down, and it looked at me, and then off it, off it flew. And I to this day, I mean, I've seen a lot of things and I've experienced a lot of things out there. And I love finding lady slippers when they're blooming. And I just, you know, it's just, there's nothing better than going for a walk in the woods. But that stands out for me all alone, this amazing osprey. And I'd seen them before, but it was just in that one moment that it really just sort of like stayed with me. That's a great answer. And Ann said for her, it actually happened yesterday at a local library when there was a live baby snapping turtle about three inches long in a parking lot. One staff member found one and put it down by the water, and the one I found put as close as I could to get to the water. I originally thought it was a rock. Then I saw the legs, head, and tail, and it moved. I picked it up with a small piece of cardboard and carried it down the trail by the water. So good story set up by that. And, you know, Fran talked about uh, an event with the, uh, the full moon. And I noticed that the very last event on your official schedule is coming up on November the 6th, nothing like a November event for Walktober. And, Bill, you handle that. That's the Bull Hill Sunset Hike in Woodstock. If you get a clear night, I'll bet that's a home run. Oh, yeah, I know it is. And and we've uh, we've done really well with that. In fact, uh, the cover of the Walktober um, brochure is uh, an image from that from a, a year or two ago. You know, we have this tradition. We always kick off. October with a sunrise hike, um, and we end with a sunset hike, um, and uh, and it's just sort of a, a tradition we started some years ago, and it's just a fun way, you know. We we begin the event with the rising sun, and we finish it with the setting sun. This year we were up at uh, Mount Misery, uh, co-hosted with the friends of Patchogue Forest. Um, I, I joined them in the morning to wish them well, but I had to go to another event that I was doing that day. Uh, but Fran was on that, along with Kyle Gregoire on our staff, um, and uh, and Nick Bellison, 
They had a great view. Uh, there's great pictures of that on our Facebook page, too. Um, the sun coming up. Bull Hill is easy hike. It's great. You go up on the Woodstock side, but really you're in Thompson when you're up there. And the hill faces west right over the Woodstock Fair and over Woodstock Common out towards the hills of Pomfret. And a uh, beautiful view, lots of room for folks up there. It's great to go up there anytime for a sunset, but that's where we're going to do it there on, on November 6th. One thing I try to do on Walktober, get out of my comfort zone. Go up to Woodstock or Thompson or Killingly or even Holland Mass, and don't just do things around here. And the ones around here, by the way, are great. Lastly, Fran, it's our birthday today, 65 years old for WILI. Tell me about the November 2nd event, the last Green Valley's 28th birthday bash. Thanks, Wayne. Uh, happy birthday, too. Um, we we are going to have a little celebration of the 20th year after our legislation was signed creating the Last Green Valley National Heritage Corridor. We're the fourth oldest heritage corridor in the nation. Uh, one of the originals, we actually changed the way the model was done. Uh, we are, as you know, stewarded by a nonprofit, which is what Bill and I work for. Um, and it, it really changed the way um, the country started creating national heritage corridors. There are now 55 and more on the way. Um, and so we think it's worthy of a celebration. So we're going to be over at Black Pond Brews in Killingly. Um, they have, uh, within the last year, expanded their location. They do food now and uh, a great chef. Uh, who was part of our Taste of the Valley event. So we're going to have some food and some beer and uh, just enjoy 28 years of the Last Green, National, uh, Last Green Valley National Heritage Quarter on November 2nd at Black Pond Brews. Uh, it is a ticketed event, and it is limited space. Um, because of the size of the venue. So, um, you know, check out our website. Um, you, tickets are in our shop. They are $40, but that gets you um, a, a nice meal and a free beer. And the website is thelastgreenvalley.org. Over 200 walks, paddles, and other events going on for Walktober 2022. 10 in Wyndham, 15 in Mansfield, 7 in Ashford, 4 in Chaplin, 2 in Columbia, 5 in Coventry, 3 in Franklin, 9 in Hampton, 9 in Lebanon, 2 in Scotland, 2 in Canterbury. Uh, Sprague and Baltic have two, and the aforementioned 35 events that are going on in Norwich. I want to thank our guests this morning for reminding you this is not just the month for it, but this coming weekend, the holiday weekend, a great time to get out and take advantage of Walktober, sponsored by the Last Green Valley. Chief Ranger Bill Reed and also Fran Kafalis, thank you for joining me this morning. Our pleasure. Thank always. you, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimannick and 95.3 FM. We're 65 years old today.